How are you getting on? Good to see you again. Welcome to episode 18 of the Kevin Doherty podcast. My guest today is Nigel Condon. Nigel has been a guest on the podcast before, and today we had a great chat about loads of topics, including quitting nicotine and cigarettes, personal development books, challenging yourself, running, and self-worth. If you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you helped spread the word by recommending it to a friend or sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me at the Kevin Doherty podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Nigel Condon, the original podcast guest. How are you getting on? Mr. Kevin Doherty, I'm doing pretty okay now, man. How was the weekend, man? Weekend was quite and peaceful, but it was needed after a long, long week of work. I, uh, yeah, just recuperated and did some nice chores. It was nice, though. Did a lot of walking, a lot of walking as well. Uh, yeah, nice weekend. Yeah. Yourself, bud? How'd you get on? Um, I suppose fairly quiet. Level three up in Dublin. Um, watched a cool Alfred Hitchcock movie, uh, North by Northwest. It's nearly 60 years old at this stage. Um, it's a cool thriller about like mistaken identity and espionage. The film is cool. Like it's uh, it's interesting to see what they can do in terms of like directing a movie back then and how they build suspense. But um, what I thought was really fascinating is uh, the main character is a guy called Cary Grant, and Cary Grant at the end of the fifties, start of the sixties, he um he experimented with LSD therapy. So he did over 100 sessions of LSD. And there's a documentary that I want to watch this week, but um, it revolutionized his life. Um, but it also nearly brought to an end his movie career because, and I'm just judging this from the trailer, he had created this character of Cary Grant and the LSD therapy nearly wiped that all away and he kind of found his true self it's really fascinating like you'd never think of it looking at a guy from back then you just think oh he's some boring film film star nothing interesting and then you there's this random documentary made about his life and there's just this fascinating thing where he was like a pioneer in that field before the whole thing became illegal thought that was really interesting one 100 LSD trips I know yeah it's intense it sounds it sounds insane like but um yeah I'll I'll report back on that um have you watched (laughs) any interesting movies yourself recently um there we watched There Will Be Blood recently that was the last movie I watched um just been kind of recapping some good ones there yeah some old good ones not 60 years old now like yourself you've actually you've watched a good few over the last few months real old ones what was the oldest you watched what was the Citizen Kane yeah, yeah, I watched Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is, it, like, uh, it's hard to judge it by today's standards, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. th- like, if you if you were going to describe Citizen Kane, like, how it looks, it could have been made in the, like, the early 70s. Like, it, it looks that good for a film that was made in the 40s. Um, yeah. 
and really interesting in terms of like the the unique techniques that they used like uh orson wells the director he would have nearly pioneered certain techniques in in cinematography and direction like he he was revolutionary for the time um you mentioned there will be blood like that's up there with the good the bad and the ugly for me in terms of like top top films it's uh it's an incredible movie like daniel Day lewis that might be his his best performance yeah man <clears throat> he was uh he was amazing in it yeah very very good um yeah like i said i've been watching we've just watched the joker still you and me keep our christmas tradition going um it was the last two years we watched you've called up to um we've called up to my mother's house and chilled out my old room up there and uh watched yeah, two good movies. So this year it's going to be The Joker. You haven't seen it yet? Really? I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard great things from yourself. You've built it up. No, you, you haven't You haven't built a movie up to an unrealistic expectation yet. I think uh, we watched The Revenant one year, which was tremendous. Yeah, I was, you know, I had a look, you know, I had a pretty good, like, I had good movies, like, you know. As and in... we watched uh, The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight, correct. A divisive yeah. movie for some people. I loved it. It was amazing. It was top notch. Um, the hateful eight. Yeah, what typical three hour kind of film. It was amazing. Um, yeah, this here's the Joker. Um, looking forward to it, Kev. Wait, oh wait, COVID. Will you be able to call up to my mother's house? Ah, who knows, man. Let's uh, let's try and steer away from the COVID talk. We we all we all got a shock this morning when we thought we'd be in full lockdown, but uh, looks like we'll all be in like level three point five now. Tony, the hooligan, hooligan. He's back in. He's back in charge. He's making calls. The government aren't listening. But anyway, there'll be plenty of uh, COVID talk for the rest of our our year. So let's let's park that to one yes. side. Yes, yes. Nige, at the moment, are you reading anything good? Are you interested in reading? Do you even read anything anymore? <clears throat> like when I'm talking to somebody about books, mostly what I'm talking about is audiobooks. Like, do you know if somebody mm-hmm. says, "Oh, have you read that?" I'll nod and smile, but like, I haven't read read a book in so long. Now I just listen to everything. It just to be it seems for yeah. me so much of an easier way to to take in the medium. Are you the same? Agreed. Yeah. Um. I I haven't done a whole pile of reading throughout my life, but any times I did try, I'd often get halfway through a book and just yeah, I'd never finish it. But yeah, I'm starting to finish books now with audiobooks. <laughs> can, can I ask, what is the one book that you've read multiple times? Oh, feck, the name of it, Kev. Uh, your man, Mark Howard, is it? Or Howard Mark, one or the other? Uh, Mr. Nice. Mr. Nice. <laughs> Mr. Nice. Yeah, that's it. I read it like three or four times um, growing up. Um, yeah. What yeah. was that about again? For you. Uh, he was a drug baron in the 80s, I believe, and he was an English guy, Welsh guy, and smoked, loved his hash, really, really smart, intelligent dude, went to like Oxford over in London um, during college years. And yeah, just his whole life story. Um, I believe he's actually, yeah, he's dead now. Um, cool ass story though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, there was like a point a in time where... That... No, I know. <laughs> I believe he's dead now. Yeah, um, there was a time where that was pretty much the only book I had read um, several times, and yeah, I'd read other books. But yeah, I'm starting to listen to a lot more audiobooks and uh, yeah, managing to finish them. What's hilarious as well is like um, I use your Audible account, so I mm. get this like little insight into Nigel's psyche, into what he's fascinated with, what he wants to learn a little bit more about. Every month I get a new update, and I look at it and I go. <laughs> 
That's fascinating. <laughs> um, you've been on this kind of like uh, like personal development kick now for probably the last year, year and a half, haven't you? Just a bit of uh, self-education, as I like to put it. A bit of self-education, you know. Um, yeah, reading a lot of good books. Like, Honestly, not just saying it because you gave it to me. Hands down, maybe possibly the best. The best book I have is um, what's it called? The name of it, Stoic. Is it just called Stoic? What's it? Stoic. <laughs> what's it called? It's really I, really impact on you. I know. Yeah. Are you talking what's about uh, the Daily Stoic? The Daily Stoic. Thank you, man. I couldn't think of the other word. The Daily Stoic. Like to this, I only read it last night, I believe, and the night before. Like I'm, it's just a, it's a book where you just get to read one page, just a date every three hundred and sixty-five pages in the book and whatever date you want you pick it up open up that date and it's just a little life lesson or a learning from uh marcus are they all from him maybe not all no no they're not all from marcus aurelius but they're like a a general collection of stoic reflections thoughts ideas and like just little bits from the philosophy that that build it up like stoicism is is essentially control your perceptions willingly accept what's out of your control and then take action and the cool thing with that book is that like as i was saying like reading a full book i don't know Mm -hmm. just in terms of attention in terms of time it's a more difficult thing to read a full book but you actually nearly feel a sense of accomplishment when you look at that book even once or twice a week flick it open read a page for that date and there's something about that book as well you can you can get a message on the date and it can just hit you and it makes so much sense to you. Whereas other days, the context of it wouldn't really work. It's a fascinating little book. I remember having, yeah, two massive ones. I was like, that's get out of here nearly. Like, that, it was insane how much it matched up to what, whatever I wanted it to know or something in life. Like, and it was just literally just, I randomly picked up the book, as you said. I mightn't have been in the habit of reading it every single day. You just randomly pick it up and you're like, oh my God, that's, it was like reading the horoscopes as a kid. Who used to always go, "Oh, that's definitely, it's definitely meant for me." Anyway, that one there, the horoscope, like you know, you could like that's that's what's good, that's what I need, or that's what's going on in my life, or something. Horoscopes are hilarious. Horoscopes are the most general thing in the world. Like you could pick any yeah. horoscope on any day and any star sign, and you'd be like, "All right, at least five things here make make complete mm-hmm. sense to me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's obviously a touch of element with that. You could say like you know, oh, it's a bit whatever, but. No, there were some very specific ones that I read, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's crazy reading it in this random day." But uh, what I love most about the book, Kev, is that you gave it to me Christmas before last, and I remember, yeah, I'll read this every single day, which I didn't. You know, randomly picked it, randomly picked it up here and there throughout the year. Maybe read fifty, sixty pages of the whole year. It's like January come again, you get to start over again and go through it all again. Again, I've probably got another. 50 60 again so like that that book there's years been in the book like absolutely years like of, even you know. even if you're the most disciplined person ever you might read 10 months in a year you'll definitely mm-hmm. miss 60 mm-hmm. days for whatever you'll leave it at home you won't care you'll fucking just forget about it like what i what i like to do as well is just leave a little bookmark in it and then i'll know all right fuck it i didn't look at this since august you know what ah, i mean i like that Kev. that's interesting yeah 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 and again ideally as well you mentioned before i suppose and each page when you read it, you suppose you should really write a note in it or something after that as well to really kind of, uh, yeah, cement it in or something. Or yeah, I think as well, it. it's like if if a certain piece that you read really hits home, why, mm. like think about it. Why did it hit home? And like, can you yeah. reflect on it again? Maybe it's not just once a year that you reflect on this. If 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 something really 
makes sense to you like if intrinsically it makes sense to you there's there's a reason behind it yeah i suppose like personal development books they're fascinating but as well it's like what are you doing outside the books like let's say for me um Mm -hmm. for the last maybe month or so i've i've made a real um a real effort to just quit vaping quit nicotine and like like nicotine and vaping for me um for probably like close to nearly a year i was using the vape and i think originally when i started i was like reading about the positive benefits of of nicotine on the brain <laughs> like it's a stimulant it's a nootropic it'll it'll like spark creativity and you're like oh, fuck it that sounds pretty cool and then six months in you're just doing it every single day every single hour and you're like all right is this my baseline now can i just not go anywhere about the vape <laughs> And like there'd be times, there'd be times I get so frustrated with myself where I'd leave the house, I'd be two kilometers away from the house and I'd realize I don't have the vape and I'd want to go home and I'd just be like, what a, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, like I'm, I'm yeah. a slave to this little thing now. If like, if I, like, if I got trapped in an elevator, which I did about two months <laughs> ago, if I got trapped in an elevator without the vape, I would... Like, I would have lost my mind. Just to give a little bit of context, yeah. the reason I got trapped in the elevator was I borrowed a tent from Nigel. I didn't take it out of my car uh, at the time that I should have to air it out. Nigel was coming up <laughs> to my house to wish me a happy birthday. I panicked, ran, ran down to the car, really, really tired as well. I don't know why. Ran up to the elevator. A little bit of a cord got stuck in the elevator. And then, boom, the elevator stopped mid-floor and I was trapped there for an hour on my birthday without my daily stock <laughs> thankfully i had a vape but it was at that stage when i was inside in that elevator i was like if i didn't have this vape now i'd probably be losing my mind so i need to cut this shit out because that sort of a dependency on something that i don't need is it's it's just a, a weakness and um like i've been pretty good now for the last month like i've i've essentially cut it out for nearly a full month i think um the thing is like you still miss it a little bit. It's like it's it's like it's never quite gone the thought. I just think I like I like the idea of uh, the vaping. Like it's not it's not the huge dose of nicotine because I don't think there's any real elevation from the low level of nicotine that I was doing. But it's more mm-hmm. just the habit, and it's like it's like mm-hmm. a habit that I built up over time where then it just became a necessity. But um, yeah, what's really interesting is like what I found anyway is. If you do something to the point where you, it like vaping for me, it became a thing that I nearly looked down on myself for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I would, man, I'd even, I'd be holding a vape walking through town. I'd see somebody else vaping. And I'd be like, why the fuck are they doing that? And I'd have it <laughs> in my hand. Like I'd be judging other people for something that I was still doing. And I was like, oh man, you, just, you have to cop, cop on now. Um, and as well, like being in a fucking global pandemic with a disease that affects your lungs, I was like, all right, yeah. I have to make some sort of a, a rational decision here. Like I can't rationalize doing this consistently anymore. Um, mm. And it's something that I'm not going to say that I'm never going to do it because it is enjoyable. But mm-hmm. at the moment, it's not a daily or a weekly part of my life and being able to cut something out that you don't like about your behavior 
it builds that little bit of self-confidence whereas like if you let it tip away at you every single day it just it chips away at what you think about yourself yeah we discussed this before kev um uh i thought that was a very interesting talk where you said that like yeah you're everything you're smoking you're probably yeah, your self-worth you, you said you, you know you strongly feel you know how much i suppose yeah how bad they are for you and so on and so on and you see other people you're like you're disgusted and so on like but yeah you're still putting it to your own mouth and yeah that has to just knock your confidence knock your self-worth um yeah similarities there kev um i'm kind of going through my own little thing with nicotine as well um, I'm, I'm currently do not smoke and yeah immediate confidence boost once you as you said you're unhappy with something then you take it on it was just an immediate it was like where's this confidence come from a week or two in i was like what's going on like and i was like oh it's because of that it's because of that decision of taking hold of something isn't it and kind of yeah like i said yeah it's still there it still creeps like i said i think we'll always still be there for us we'll always still kind of have that we know what it is that habit and it probably always will be that little want but um lost it's can, all like trick man in the mind can i ask how long are you off the cigarettes now do you know full straight i'm 40 days today wow. actually for 40 days today where actual cigarette to my mouth no do you know i am 40 days so it's gone pretty good um can i ask is this the longest period of time that you've no. quit for no 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 i've quit longer than that um quit for maybe i don't know i forget exactly what it was maybe three or four months once i think yeah close to three or four months yeah yeah so anyway um just come back to your point there like yeah smoking i feel increases stress like they say like oh i need a fag because you know, i'm stressed i'm in my i'm stressed in my head i need a fag it just creates the stress that the that want then is always there for it and then the want is always getting narrow and narrow in between each fags it's always kind of you just it's yeah man it's, it's it's such a weird little trick in the mind and as you said then like we know it's slowly killing ourselves it's just a weird cigarettes is a weird weird thing it's very it. weird man like um and again if you if you look at it in the context of now like everybody's so concerned about their health in the short term when it comes to something like covid19 but mm. we have this nearly cognitive dissonance in our mind when it comes to cigarettes and the long-term damage that they do when something's much further down the line in terms of time we can rationalize that to ourselves so much better than right now when there's an immediate threat to your life and then it's all mask up stay away from people wash your hands stay safe i don't want i'd hate to be a heavy smoker now like and just going around to be and yeah completely added element um scariness like i said like i've gone 40 days straight but i've been on and off on and off and sometimes it's been vape um this is 40 days with no vape anyway now as well like um good man kev fair play good man i thought i always always thought it'd be interesting with you trying to go off the vape because you always you're very strong-minded and you set when you tell yourself you're going to do something you're going to do it and so i always thought it'd be interesting to see how you got on with nicotine because it's a real addiction like oh absolutely thing, like, like um like for me as well, I had I actually bought some of that nicotine gum just to have it, but I've never opened the box yet. You know what I mean? It's somewhere in the apartment yeah. here. But it's like, yeah. man, when you're trying to make any of those decisions at the time, you're catastrophizing in your mind. You're just like, oh, I'm way too weak to be able to make this big change. But once yes. you, you slowly start building up those days and you can look back and say, oh my God, it's been three days been five days fuck it it's been two weeks 
it yeah. it slowly starts to build up your your self confidence, your self worth again. Yeah. It's really interesting, like. Um. Absolutely, man. That is the most common line going. I have said it a hundred times. I remember saying it years ago before I'd made any attempts to give up cigarettes. I was like, it is virtually impossible for me to give up cigarettes. I will not be able to function on a daily basis. I will not be able to interact with people. I won't be able to even talk if I have that want, that strong want for that I've experienced for fags. It's not doable. And I hear time and time again, people, I don't know, I couldn't. I just but you know, but I know it's, I know it's obvious. They always say, it, but it is an important line. You'll always like you hit it. I think I was having thoughts about that recently. It's I've heard people say, yeah, there's no way I I could not function. I cannot do it. It's weird. It's such such a strong belief that you. It's have, insidious like, yeah. as well because like at the start, most people start smoking cigarettes and they're a social smoker. They'll mm-hmm. they'll get a cigarette off somebody inside in a, a smoking area. They they might have one or two the next night when they're out. And then a month down the line, they'll be the person who buys the box of cigarettes and they'll be sharing it. Do you know, and it, there'll be this thing in your head where it's like, no, no, I just do it when, when I'm out, when I'm socializing, yeah. when I have a few drinks. Yeah. And then yeah. the next morning, you'll wake up hungover. And that first time you have that cigarette when you're hungover, you're, you've crossed that yeah. threshold. And then yeah. you're on the road to that, that permanent regular habit. And I think the thing is as well, with something like cigarettes, it's like, it becomes nearly such a part of your identity. Like if you, if you offer somebody a cigarette who was a long-term smoker and they say, Oh no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to quit. They still see themselves as a smoker. But if you, yes. if you offer somebody a cigarette who has never smoked, they'll just be like, Oh no, thanks. I, I don't smoke. There, yeah. It's not even a decision for the other person yeah. but with the other person yeah. it's nearly keep that away from me i just i can't i can't even look at that or i'll take it off you straight away and spark it up very <laughs> weird and all it takes one is that one fag and it really really does like that one fag you're off in four months and you have that one cigarette you will think of that uh, uh, you will the next day you'll probably think of that another cigarette and again you're like oh you yeah. know i have a want oh i wouldn't mind one now actually yeah it's just slow build up again then like um but yeah, good man, Kev, again, like in onwards and upwards. Um, I'm going to yeah, try and stay strong. To be completely honest with you, when I said, I could have started down and said 40 days, the, the actual truth, because I don't think I said it to you. I originally said, all right, 28 days, I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. And I hit the 26th day, I smoked one. The 27th day, I smoked one. The 28th day, I smoked one. I went, oh, God. It's like, right, I'm going to have to smoke them just one each day. I was like, will you just mess that up? Like, you were three ticks away from getting 28 ticks. I had a little box made up. Okay, okay. This is this ones. is fascinating. So let's go back to those days. What was the thought process, or what was was there an event, or was it even the idea of you looking at the twenty eight days and going, "Oh, I can never achieve." Like, was was there nearly a bit of self sabotage? What was it? Um, I was incredibly tired. It was the end of a week. I ah uh, wasn't stressed. I met, there we go, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. I met someone who I hadn't seen in a long time that smoked cigarettes, Let's just, that, that smoked cigarettes, and I always smoked cigarettes with them, especially from when I was young, much younger. And I seen this person, it was a long time since I'd seen them, and I, I wasn't offered it, I consciously made a decision as that person was nearly pretty much approaching me. I was like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. And I, the person, not stressed with the person, honest to God, not, there was nothing like that, there was no, oh God, this is a stressful event, I was looking forward to seeing this person. Um, 
but smoked it that night. And then the 27th and 28th day, it was just, I had a want and all of a sudden, it was a new want that I hadn't experienced in the first, that had pretty much disappeared in the first 25 days. But my new positive mindset, Kev, is, you know, I was like, right, good man, Nudge, 25 out of 28 days is what you achieved. Let's make up another 28 bucks grid or another 28 boxes and let's go again and now i'm on 16 days again i think it is or 15 days again i appreciate the honesty as well that's that's uh, not easy yeah. um it is fascinating as well that you said i was tired tiredness plays such a factor in willpower and like willpower willpower is nearly like a fucking a battery of a phone it's fucking brilliant in the morning but by the time you get home it is like you are, you are on, you can't, like you have to turn off the Wi-Fi. You can't fucking, you can't see that person or you'll take that thing. No, it just, it, it absolutely yeah. depletes throughout the day. It is, it is not a consistent thing. And tiredness is one of the biggest things that fucks you over. Oh, completely. Oh yeah, definitely. You just, the easiest route when you're tired, just the quickest fix you'll take, you know, like the path the of least resistance. And, yes. There we go. Yeah. Cause you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, and I suppose the past of least resistance there would have been, well, I could have just went, I knew he was probably going to offer me a fag, that person that I met. So they could, I probably, that would have been harder to deal with. So I just consciously made the decision, yeah, just, I'm going to smoke here. I just mm. cut across, I was like, yeah, fuck it. So that was the least resistance, I suppose, approach. Because like, I wouldn't have had to, I've watched a person spark up and went, oh no, and explain my situation and this and that. And no, I just not yeah, just give me one. There was no ifs or buts. Anyway, yeah, that's enough with cigarettes, is it? It sure is, man. You're getting the one, do you? Oh, that's the other thing as well. That is the other thing. Some people won't want to, don't want to talk about cigarettes yeah. when they're off. And it's understandable too, definitely. Anyway. Um, man, just thinking back, something came into my head there. Uh, so, like, it's October now, and a lot of people try every year to do some sort of, like, a, a sober October challenge. Can you remember the challenge that we did in January. We didn't have a witty name. We just called it the January challenge. Yeah, so me and Nigel, we were talking about it in November and yep. December. Like, we were really building this up. We were like, man, we're going to hit, We ha- like, tw- 20... It was 2020, wasn't it? It was this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just feels like, I don't know, this year has been like five years in my head. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we were thinking, like, November, December 2019, we were like, right... We have to do something after this Christmas now. Fucking 2020. 2020 is going to be the year. We have to hit the ground running. And I started thinking, right, will we devise some sort of a, a mental fitness challenge? We'll really try and get into this. Um, so, like, just from memory, um, we we picked a few different uh, activities and exercises. Uh, there were certain things that maybe I wanted to try and get into and... I was maybe forcing your hand a little bit to try them as well. So we picked... Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, yeah, we picked Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We picked spin classes. And we picked yoga. Yes, correct. Yeah. So they were the three activities that you could do um, throughout the year or throughout the month. And you'd get points for doing a class every single day. Then there was yes. points for... Like we really... That was the thing as well with this. We really planned this in terms of like, it was meticulous in terms of the stuff we were doing. Um, you got points for using the steam room or the sauna. You got points if you slept more than the other person. Um, yes, yes. There was a lot no of phone int- usage. Yes, the person who yes. looked at their phone least throughout the day least. got points. So like there was this huge tally of points. Um, and from memory, I did... 
six jujitsu classes in the month. I did nine spin classes through the month. I think I did seven yoga classes through the month. And I think I hit the steam room nearly every single day. Yeah. And by the end of the month, Nigel had completed <laughs> no classes. <laughs> no classes. One or two steams. and One or two steams. Man, my girlfriend did more spin classes than you and she wasn't even involved <laughs> in the fucking challenge. What was, oh, like, man. I remember you, like, you text me at, like, the 10th of January, like, Oh yeah, man. I'm really. I'm gonna get into it now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the gym. I was like, you're gonna find the gym, man. You're gonna find the gym. Do you remember all the like, a genuine, the definitely. No, there's no taking away the time that I put into it in December, talking about it, oh. arguing about it, trying to nitpick the fine nitpick, details of it. Nitpick the rules. <laughs> you were like, oh, Kev, Kev, you you live closer to the gym. No, no, that's that's not fair because geographically you're gonna have an advantage. Yeah. And uh, oh, daylight saving time, Kev. Do you know it's it's brighter. It's brighter in Dublin in the morning. Maybe you'll be able to get up a little bit earlier. <laughs> oh, Kev. Like, and uh, what 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 actually consists of a steam or a sauna? Can can I not just go into our room and fucking no. make it warmer? I'm gonna give my last excuse, but it is only excuse. Is um, Kevin had the gym next to his house. Okay, I had to fucking the way I had it planned at once. I was like, right, it's done. I'm gonna go to this place for spin at this time. They're gonna go across to this place. It was fucking Limerick as well. Threw it in. At the end of the day, it was me. Um, yeah, I didn't do very. I, I did very little. Um, <laughs> it was a great idea. Um, you're right. Like it was well. You had well thought out. It was a good little system. It would have been brilliant if it was a little competition towards the end of the month. There, it would have months. been. It would have been fantastic. But by the by the fifteenth, I remember I was just wearing myself into the ground with no competition. <laughs> and like we had a we had a WhatsApp group especially mm-hmm. for like things to like prove that you were doing the classes and it was yes. just all one way screenshots and nothing, nothing coming from you. Oh, it was so demoralizing. Like I got to the end of it and I was like, Did, like what actually, what was that month? What was that month? I would consider doing it again this month, but I'm obviously rightfully, I'll, I'll have to do it on my own. Like, because I'm not, we said this before, like I'm, I'm not invited to the next January one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so like I'm not doing it to my confidence anyway again I'm just going to knock the shit out of my confidence again like just as half a tournament just going you idiot like <laughs> just um, but uh, yeah you did pretty well man and uh, again a great idea a great idea for anyone isn't it just walking off each other kind of like a bit of competition it's just a bit of uh, accountability <clears throat> yeah I, I think it works well if it works both ways <laughs> I think it gets yeah. quite and like mine there's like there's few people in the world that I would have stayed talking to after building up that month <laughs> for 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 like three months before it and like talking yeah. about the intricacies. We nearly had a contract drawn up. You were so particular about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, Absolutely. a learning experience, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Funny times. Fun boy. Looking back at it now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I was fun doing it as well. It became, I remember it just became a joke in halfway through. Like, it did, didn't knew, it? Like, where it was going. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wheels did fall um, off, but maybe, maybe next year we'll, we'll try and do something again. Maybe you can devise it this time and I'll, I'll follow your rules. Ah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> um, you'd have to be a bit, uh, you'd have to be a bit unique. You'd have to be outside of gyms and stuff. It would. Anyway, go on. It would. Um, <laughs> going back to your Audible account, um, I recently saw that you were reading The Power of Now. Mm, yeah, 
Our good friend Jonathan Kylie recommended it. Mm. Um, the power of now. Oh, I forget your man's name. Something Toll or something. Eckhart Toll is it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Good man. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, the power of now. Just um, I've listened to it like maybe two, three times, pretty much on, on the Audible. Just, really? When I, when I say I listened to it three times, like I listened to it the first time, I was like, "Oh, that was amazing." Listen, uh, there was a lot of that I didn't listen to. I better go back and listen to it, like, and vice versa. Same the second time, I was like, "I, I need to listen to just parts working and zoned out of it, or was doing something and just didn't listen to it fully." Um, yeah, I mean, a lot in it, a lot to run from it. I felt. Um, are there just, any like key takeouts for you, somebody who's read the book three times? Like, what was what was the key takeaway from you? Did I answer this once? Did you ask me this once before and I answered it ridiculously bad? Um, no, no, anyway, that um, was, uh, <laughs> I think from memory, what that was, was that? Um, we were talking about there was a book about habits, wasn't there? Oh, the, the atomic habits. Not atomic no. habits. There's another book about habits, but uh, I know the one. I know the one. Yeah, yeah. The power of habit. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about habits, like, isn't it? <laughs> um, key big one I took from from the power of now would be, I suppose, a really good line, simple enough line. Is simply, you should ask yourself, if, are you okay now in this moment, this very, very moment? You're always fretting about the future, worrying about the past, worrying about what's happening tomorrow and work and this and that and just I think a really important one is yeah but are you okay and right now and you can ask yourself that and usually 99% of the nine, 99% of the time you are okay in this very 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 moment just about like the power of now kind of like kind of jumping back into the moment right now and how powerful that can be and just again just kind of letting go of the past kind of accepting the future whatever it's going to be and um, so essentially like when you're talking about uh, checking in with yourself, you mean you mean more. When when you say checking in with yourself, you mean yeah. am I okay in this moment in time? Is it like are there any like yeah. impending dangers? Because yes, what, your brain is so focused on the future. Your brain is so focused on the past, and like the default yes. mode network of your brain is ramped up where the ego lives and thinking about all of the dangers that might happen or the regrets that did happen. Whereas like, if you can bring yourself right back into the now and say, are you okay now? Then you're fine. Is that what you mean? Pretty much. Yeah. And I think I've probably destroyed it now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but, or that's probably not in the book at all, but no, no, it is. It is. Um, yeah, that's pretty much sums it up there. Kev. Um, just, yeah, just, it's all about like, the thinking mind, we just, you know, we're all thinking, 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 thinking. It's maybe trying to take a step out and observe. Ob- I can never say the word for some reason recently. Observe, ob- observe, observe the thinking. Being able to kind of take a step away from that and be able to observe it and kind of just watch your thinking and kind of kind of learn that, you know, that's, that isn't you necessarily or, or you don't have to act in that thinking or kind of, yeah, kind of, I think it helps to be able to just kind of take a step out and just analyse how you're going about in life or how you're assessing things and how you're just acting out or kind of just how you're, yeah, I don't know, kind of rambling there a bit. Yeah, um, as well, it's like as well, 
are you nearly catastrophizing a situation or are you making huge assumptions about somebody or are you passing huge judgments on yourself? Because all of those things are just yeah. elements of thought and they aren't, yes. they aren't the self. You should, in theory, be able to observe these thoughts as nearly passers-by in a park and you're sitting on a bench. Yes. And from reading the book, I genuinely, so you, you mentioned there, I think earlier, or maybe it was an earlier conversation we had about, it's about reading the books and then to apply some of this stuff. Like, And I do find myself definitely just not proactive, not, I'm not like going out trying to active, actively put that into practice, but I find myself that I've read about it so much now, three times. I kind of, I do find myself um, maybe in a negative situation, maybe if I'm giving out about something, maybe if I'm driving up. I'm giving out about something. I am finding myself kind of going, oh, whoa. So what, what's going on here? I'm definitely reassessing what's my, my thought pattern. And is that what I really want to be thinking? Or is that what I really feel? And, you know, like, yeah, it's just, I definitely see a bit of that creeping anyway from the book, like some positive effects. Would there, your like. negative thought processes, would they be directed more outward or more inward? Good question. And I don't know. Uh, I suppose if I had to pick one, I suppose... I suppose I can be a bit self, a bit over self-critical at times. So I'd say a bit more inward. Yeah, yeah, I can be a bit bad for a lot of times. Definitely something that I could improve on. So yeah. And are there any things mm -hmm. that set you off during the day? Like, is, are there any kind of like we all have these nearly common triggers where if you get into a situation, mm -hmm. they're the ones where nearly you spiral out of control a little bit, and you might lose yourself in your thoughts. You you just become nearly in the midst of your thoughts rather than realizing that this is just a story that you've taken seriously and it's it's ran away from you in the moment um i suppose i don't know <laughs> maybe when i see people disobeying rules as in just you see people going on now at the moment my new one at the moment is like i yeah, definitely unhealthily be giving out my head when i see people walking into shops without masks I'm like, what are you doing? really you know like giving out or dis maybe disobeying rules maybe possibly that could be a bit of a trigger one for me probably because i've disobeyed rules so much in my life <laughs> 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 that's all it probably is so where that's you know i think we've briefly talked about that before but yeah anyway. man i think what they have to get rid of as well is uh you know these visors that people are wearing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the visor yeah. is what is that it's most most shops are wearing them most shop staff you know people in, in convenience shops and supermarkets that's what they're how effective wearing. can a piece of plastic be two inches from your face well recently i did see Someone like with a lot of spit basically on the mask, <laughs> on the plastic, like so that obviously had helped that person spit from projecting out towards other people, I suppose. So that's that's one benefit to it anyway. Like the spit particles are getting stopped there somewhat. Um but for your own protection, yeah, I'd prefer a mask. So like I think yeah, it might have helped other people around you, but uh, yeah, I don't know, who knows though, but it could be all airborne anyway, so what does it matter? Is the power of now one of the most impactful books you've read this year or like because for me it's like i don't know i'm gonna have to listen to it again be honest because i think the start of it i was getting into it and then at the end of it i found it maybe a little bit wishy-washy it's like mm -hmm. nearly like trying to be present for a very brief moment in time throughout the day is challenging by itself and i, I don't know maybe what i've what i've heard with the power of now is that if you read it at the right time, it hits you and you mm -hmm. get it. I don't know. I found it a little bit patronizing that 
at one stage he was all over the place and then all of a sudden he was this master zen buddhist monk who was present all the time it's like how how did that happen like like where where was this why was this like such a dramatic change um like if you've ever tried what did he do he spent two years on a bench or something and then yeah, yeah exactly but <laughs> what did he did he just shit himself like or what <laughs> i don't know it was, it was very i don't know it was like very loose loose ended there maybe i have to read mm. it again and get the full knowledge but um like <laughs> practicing mindfulness every day is challenging just trying to be magically present all the time because you sat in a bench for 24 months didn't really make much sense <laughs> to me i found i found the idea of the book to be very very interesting but um unless you're actually trying to practice it on a on a on a daily basis it it didn't grab me in the way that like you for you it was like a, a fucking page turner but see you know what i'm without being again sort of critical of myself but you know i do get very hyped up when i come across something new maybe do i get very excited at the start and like i do find two three weeks later after reading it now like like yeah starting to fade away i've kind of nearly forgotten it all like in a sense you're trying but, to um, look for his prequel the importance of yesterday <laughs> <laughs> um but no i suppose listen i'm forgetting half the stuff i learned from it in a way so i suppose how good it wasn't that way but i do remember like a lot of the stuff he talked about i was like oh that's it resonated with me i felt it i i i learned from it um yeah again i suppose can i remember a whole pile of it so yeah i i, I can't maybe just on here now on the spot like i'm kind of freezing a bit um but yeah i just i do remember resonating a lot with what he was saying I was like, oh i feel that i feel that's true there like or that that, that that helps with this feeling that i'm having here or something like that or can i ask you know, yeah. actually because you mm-hmm. just said there that maybe you're freezing up a little bit um when we're having this conversation are you let's say if i ask you a question are you a little bit panicked in your head sometimes and you're like oh i mightn't even know the answer here or am i rambling like is there thoughts going on besides the conversation if that makes sense like we're talking about a book that's all about presence, but do you feel that there's a lot of like fearful thinking and oh geez, what what are we going to talk about next? And absolutely, oh, fuck it. really, <laughs> I, 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 no, John, absolutely, it's probably a strong way, but yeah, there's elements. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely incl- inklings of that there. Yeah, and um, that's that's a that's very that's a really good point. Whoever, yeah, that's really really good. <laughs> um, yeah. I also saw you were reading or listening to, should I say, um, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Sure. Yeah, man. An amazing book. Yeah, I've only listened to that. I've never read it. I have the uh, the, the real copy here. I tried reading it before and I didn't get anywhere with it. An amazing book. You've just listened to it as well yourself, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- You've well, read it as well? Just, just to break the fourth wall for people, before we started recording, I asked you to quickly jot down like, what was your favorite, maybe, chapter or heading? And what was the one that you saw on the internet? I had to go away and, um, yeah, look them up and see, all right, which ones did I like? And the fourth one, what it was, was what Jordan Peterson's one was, what was it? Uh, no, no, what was the I one on the internet? I don't compare yourself to the, fuck if I forget, I actually, I wrote it down <laughs> to it, what is it? Uh, that's it. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not the useless person you are. <laughs> <laughs> so compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not the useless person who you it's are. It's so today. funny because like we were going to start in a couple of minutes and you were just, I came back from the toilet and you were just looking at it and you were like, Kev, this can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Google. 
it was meant to be compare yourself to who you are yesterday, not to someone, not to who someone is today. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, not the useless person you are today. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, great that, book. Out of that book, um, what were the key takeaways? Or like, even besides that chapter, were there were there two or three that really stood out? Honestly, man, all twelve chapters. There was huge learnings in all of them. Um, it was basically learning just valuable life lessons about parenting, about about yourself, just everything. It was just, sorry, the ones that really jumped out over me were that one, I suppose, comparing yourself to your past self. Do you know, like, um, yeah, that's the only way it should be. Like, we're constantly comparing ourselves to, to who our people are today on Instagram and so on and so on, just whatever. Um, yeah, your only point of reference should be the person who you are yesterday. Um, that one for me personally, that has that's been a really really good one. Um, I suppose another one would be tell the truth, um, or at least don't lie. Um, he obviously goes into great depth of that, and just the gist of it is just that is the best approach. If definitely, if you don't know the answer to someone, it's something. Just tell the truth. Mm. Do you know, like it, it's very hard to tell the truth as well. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what I mean? Just like he, again, he plays out situations where he had, and it's like, yeah, you should probably lie there. That's the easier option, like, but, do you know, like, yeah. Um, like, I would lie to someone to keep them happy. Do you know, I, I can be deadly for a lot of times, like, just to, you know, to keep someone's happiness, but that's probably not the best thing at times, in the right, in a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Another one would be, set your house in order before you criticise the world. Um, shit together, you know? Going back to the first one you mentioned, compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to who someone else is today like the thing with personal development books as well is like there's nearly common themes that run throughout most personal development books like nearly 40 percent of each personal development book contains the exact same wisdom it's like timeless wisdom and that that one Mm -hmm. that little piece there it's Mm -hmm. spectacular again Mm -hmm. simple not necessarily easy to carry out like there's such a big difference between simplicity and the ease of something and like as you mentioned there social media is such a ridiculous curated window into other people's lives and everybody's playing the game and it gives younger people especially such an unrealistic expectation of what they should be doing in their lives like um Mm -hmm. did you recently see that documentary on netflix the social dilemma Sorry, what was it called? I don't think I have done it. Um, I think it's called The Social Dilemma. It's all about like the oh, yes. the dark side of social media and how it's gamified yes. to keep you um, engaged. And it's like any product where the service is free, you are the product. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah. interesting. But um, like... Did you see? Was that... I think I seen the problem. That was like where they showed a chart. Social media use, like 2008 how it rose and rose and rose up, obviously, and then the, the comparing to, like, self-harm amongst teenagers and so on and so on. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were just going to finish with that first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just... Social, social media. <laughs> Kev, was that the one where they sold so- social media on the rise every year? <laughs> that is quite the dilemma. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, the girl from Michelle was watching that, um, and I think it was in and out of the sitting room. The social dilemma, yeah, it looked pretty good, man. Yeah, um, I think I genuinely think 
um, social media could be something that we look back on in 50 years and it's like, how the fuck did we not put an age limit on that? We've an age limit on cigarettes. We've an age limit on alcohol. I can't believe, like most, most adults can't use social media without it being detrimental to their mental health. I cannot yeah. believe that we allow kids use it freely. It's insane to me. Yeah, I, know. I know. I think, is it 13 is the age or something? As in, you have to get parent approval below 13 or something like that? I don't know, whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous, Kev. You're so, so, so right there. Just jumping back to Jordan Peterson there as well. Like, yeah, you, it's very, very true. You said, like, it's such a simple one. It's like even the first one, the first rule is like, again, I'm going to destroy it. It's like, what, head up, shoulders back or something? Or what is it, Kev? <laughs> Kev here is laughing away. <laughs> Uh, stand up straight with your shoulders back again very 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 simple but like physically doing that you, you're walking around on a daily basis you're always having sh- your shoulders shrug like it's hard to walk up like that and about like but just it's a very simple very very simple one but again I think a very very powerful one as well like that can be you can attract a lot of goodness in your life by just simply doing that way walking around up straight and acting confident as opposed to down and head down and not making eye contact and just I try to fight lobsters regularly <laughs> <laughs> that's the reference to that Kev it's all the first chapter isn't all about it sure is nice. it sure is it's all about, all about lobsters um, what was the other one you mentioned set your house in order before you criticise the world yeah man. what does that mean yeah. to you yes people are easily are out there easily giving out about how things are wrong how things should be when they've got a whole array of their own affairs that they need certain first that are yeah that you need to get in line they're basically speaking from from nowhere they've got yeah um do you think as well it nearly goes back to like some of the fundamental tenets of stoicism where it's like identify what's in your control and what's completely Mm. outside of your control for now and Mm. if you can't make impactful change on the things that are out of your control why are you wasting so much mental energy thinking and talking and complaining about these things when there are certain things in your life that you have the capacity to fix and the capacity to get your shit together with but that requires change of identity and where there was a reading that recently it's like that's powerful as well people don't want to change their identity they get their identity from giving out about things and this and that and sort of kind of they get their their kicks off that as well like in life and so that's how they get by in life and they get yeah just you're, you're saying they're like, yeah, why don't you just look after their own shit and fix their own problems? That requires change and just, yeah, I'm rambling here again. But uh, I definitely read something about that anyway. Um, I think it was possibly in the power of now, the change of identity. Like people resist that. Like they don't want to change. They want to just stay as they are because they're comfortable that way. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, nearly like a mental thought process that people fall into as well. And like we're all guilty of it where you nearly build your identity around the fact that, oh, I hate Coldplay or oh, I fucking hate that director. He's a piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. building up your identity and your your nearly social group and what you like to talk about when it's only based on the negative side of things. It's, it's a race to the bottom, like as in you're far yeah. better just focusing on things that make you passionate, far better thinking about things that like, excite you intrinsically like the reward for you is just doing the thing um like for you skateboarding yeah 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 
Um, yeah, it's something I did as a teenager a lot, and then over the last year or so, I went away and got a skateboard, and absolutely love it. And yeah, I've walked up the courage to get out into a skate park there oh, somewhat man, recently. I bought a pair I of rollerblades there about uh, two or three months ago, and I'm still at the point where I just I, I think I've skated two or three times whenever I go down to Limerick. I skate outside the parents' house and hope the local youths don't make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, what is it when it's a bit daunting, isn't it? Getting on something like that and what other people are watching you for me anyway, that's the thing. And you know, it's just like I've, I've arrived at a skate park before that and like, not nah, too many people there, not nah, I'm too embarrassed to get on this. And not, nah, not nah, I, I, I've drove away like and just, yeah, as you said, run up to the side of my house and then did it. But uh, Do you know what it is, yeah. man? It's Go the, on, it's the ego fucking with you. Yeah. Like, it's the same in any sort of a sport where there are people who can watch you fail. like Think about uh, golf. Like Golf is the perfect example. Every single person playing golf is terrified of what other people are thinking about their bad game. But everybody's in that frame of mind. Nobody gives a fuck about how you're hitting the ball. Everybody's so self-centered in golf. The only thing that's important Mm. to you is your next hit. But everybody has Mm. the mentality of, oh my God, whatever I do here, it's way more important. You blow it up. And like... That sort yeah. of yeah. thinking, it, it it can stop you doing things so much. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, definitely been guilty of it, yeah. I think even as well, like, uh, Peterson goes into it in the book at some stage where he talks about, like, it's either a positive or a negative feedback loop where, like, you can nearly develop, like, agoraphobia from a certain thing. Like, let's say if you had a bit of a a negative experience in a shopping center, then next week when you're going to the shopping center, your mind is trying to protect you and you think, oh, well, maybe I'll go to a different shopping center. And then the week after, you're going to this other shopping center and you think, maybe I'll just go to the local shop. And this this nearly... um, Escalation. Yeah, this escalation of a negative thought process gets you to the point where your mind sees danger in all these spots because you're not approaching them anymore. So your mind is just trying to keep you safe, but it can develop to the point where it becomes really debilitating. Like, let's say if you went to the skate park and I don't know, you fell over the first five minutes and you got up and you think, Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm never coming here again. It's so difficult to go back to a place where your mind nearly thinks of an embarrassing situation. And that is that place. Like the place isn't yeah. neutral anymore. The place is that embarrassing social situation. Yes, yeah. I, I actually, I, honest to God, I fell within five minutes. Um, <laughs> I mean it, I did. And again, my ego kicked in. I pretended not to be hurt. I just bounced up off the ground. I was like, Ooh. and I was like, my fucking. I still have a mark on my elbow to this day from it. Um, there was two. Well, there was two marks there. Um, but yeah, yeah. Again, that's probably the ego play. I wouldn't accept. Oh, I'm hurt, or I'll stay in the ground for a minute. Jesus, I just bounced up and just grand picked up the skateboard and just skated along like yeah man the old ego is powerful um but again yeah once once i jumped into that skate park as well then like immediate and all that passing an old dude put the th- gave me an old fist pump i was like this is not appropriate during covid times but anyway um gave me an old <laughs> fist pump and just made, made, made me feel welcome within the skate park part of the group and, uh, part of the tribe part part of the tribe and i've gone there a few times since and yeah thoroughly enjoyed it um and it was good to step out like I've often fantasized about skateboarding I really liked that as a kid but geez I'm too old to do it now I'm in my 30s there's no way I'm gonna get on a skateboard now but um affect that man it was the best thing I ever did it was cool it's a nice little just 
it's nice to have it just a little pass down there whenever I just boom burn when I burn off a bit of energy but have a bit of fun maybe at the same time and just jump on that and yeah it's nice as well to have something like outside of like career that you're actually trying to get better at like you're Mm. doing it just for the joy of doing it like Mm. like you can you can pick a career for the extrinsic value that you get from it the money the status yes whatever else you can think of but like it's it is really nice to have something where you're just doing it for the the pure joy that you get from it like nobody's mm-hmm. going to ask you in the morning on oh, so like what are you doing with that skateboard and you trying to like turn it into a career or like you want to make <laughs> fucking videos are you going to be the next fucking tony hawk what are you going to do Nigel? what are you going to do yeah um yeah i'd recommend anyone get out and get a skateboard and give it a crack no um yeah it's fun times <laughs> and the last rule you mentioned tell the truth or at least don't lie like that's a really powerful one like with with that it's nearly the idea that if you tell the truth you don't have to remember a story like one simple lie is it's never just the one lie because the lie needs backup lies and then you're nearly trying to remember in your head all of these things that you told this one person and oh jesus i hope this person doesn't run into this person because that person knows this this person knows that i wasn't there if those two people meet and which they probably will you're catastrophizing it in your head and you're not in the moment and there's no power now and what the fuck am i naked for <laughs> what's going on yeah I mean, I, it's it's very hard to be a good lawyer i'd say it'd be very very hard very tough yeah <laughs> not, we're like, i'm not at all back in back me. in the school days man <laughs> well what was that you you would you would go out of your way to to keep people happy with little white lies oh that yeah 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 i get what you're saying now there yeah 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 usually they're torture figure as well <laughs> usually uh it's usually the teachers or something like that yeah yeah to keep them happy with me that is um but yeah I forget exactly what Jordan talks about in that one, um, but uh, it was it was a good learning. It was definitely yeah. I remember enjoying that one in particular. It was like chapter seven or eight. Tell the truth, but don't, or, or at least don't lie. So um, it's the easiest pass and path going forward. Yeah. Um, twelve rules for life. Really fascinating book. Uh, what what I found that like with something like that, it's nearly tough to implement everything that you read and sometimes when you read too much it's nearly like what did you actually take from it like one of the simplest personal development books that i've i've ever read less than 100 pages um it's called the four agreements listen to this be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best but accept that your best will fluctuate from day to day like they're just nearly four agreements that you make with yourself and it's nearly a code of living again simple not easy but a lot to learn. yeah like when when i read that i was like that <laughs> it's just absolutely incredible like just so simple and like yes again difficult to implement but in terms yes. of like real takeaways for life like think about it be impeccable with your word. That's just another way of saying tell the truth or at least don't lie. And yeah. also as well, like be impeccable with your word. That also goes to like don't allow yourself to talk negatively about yourself. Don't allow yourself to to nearly tear yourself down. Don't waste your time talking shit about other people. 
making judgments and assumptions and building all this stuff up in your head um don't take anything personally like that's a huge one like how many times throughout the day do you hear a comment or do you read an email and you you put this backstory on it yeah and can yeah. you assumptions again like yeah yeah like it's it's a huge yeah. one it's like it it can absolutely disrupt your day just from your perception of what the person said there's no clarity like you don't go up and ask them okay what what did you mean by that am i am i picking you up the right way am i picking you up the wrong way yeah that's genius there Kevin. exactly bang on we don't ever do that just go straight up and go oh no wait what what do you mean you just exactly i'm i've been notorious for it and i actually am actively again finding my catching myself doing that where i'm like no wait no you're making an assumption there you don't know if that's true don't know that's true you should not be given it any time you should be given it any substance you should yeah you know, I, I i often find myself doing this but again well, lately like, I, you've you've jumped into nearly the third rule which is don't make assumptions like if we just go back to like because they nearly are they're nearly in tandem because like mm, let's say mm. a, a key one is if you have uh a certain like professional uh persona like if somebody gives out to you but they're actually just giving out to the company there's no point in taking that that bullshit like to heart. They're giving out yes. to your company. You're a company representative. Yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you'll yeah, go home yeah, yeah. and you'll be like, oh, this person, like they were giving out absolute shit to me. I can't fucking look at that person next week again. Like you you, yeah. you do take the whole thing to heart sometimes. Oh, yeah. What have I done wrong? And oh, me and me, me, me. And oh, my God. Yeah, me. And, and then yeah. another key one is like always do your best. But like some days, like we were talking about it earlier, some days you're just fucking exhausted. Like your your best mm. is going to be dog shit. And that day, mm. whatever your best is, accept it. Don't beat yourself up that you didn't try. I get you. Well, it's just, I thought you were going to say that, like, yes, it, but as long as you've given your yeah. best effort, even though that might be a great effort, it might be a whole pile, um, yeah, contributed, but as long as, yeah, you gave your best. You'll yeah, have yeah, good yeah, days really and you'll good. have bad days. Yeah, I like the little elaboration there on that one. Like, you know, kind of, yeah, explains it well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good old uh, poster wall one there, isn't it? You got a poster up in the room, Kev, no? It's a good old little, that'd be a good old little few rules there wrote up on the wall. Or, well, a little poster on the wall, small and simple. Um, <laughs> yeah, send it on. That, that's my Christmas present there for me. You can get me a little, a little A4 cutout framed post. Yeah, hang it up in the room. Now, bud, get on it. <laughs> Um, I suppose the last one then that I saw you reading recently and like I think uh, like actually people read personal development books because they're trying or at least they want some sort of change in their life mm-hmm. and yeah. I think where a lot of personal development books fall down or at least maybe people fall down from reading personal development books are they'll read the book they'll understand the concepts but they won't actually implement anything or take action. They'll just go on to their next person development book and go, oh, wasn't that great? Like, I think I, think I heard some statistic there recently. It's like uh, um, a, the person most likely to attend a personal development seminar is somebody who's already attended a personal development seminar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the same type yeah. of person is going from... Yeah seminar to yeah. seminar going oh no this one will have the answers oh yeah i learned the shitload here this one will have the answers rather than doing 
two or three things yes. that might actually make a change. Um, yes, even small things, even just small things, not just big change, even just yeah. the small little changes. And like that's that's changes. why that's why like this book, Atomic Habits, I th- I found it fascinating because like if you look at any positive behavior you do, if you look at any negative behavior you do, it all comes down to good habits. It all comes down to bad habits. And like, what are you doing on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? Um, like one thing that I found really really fascinating and like i thought it was just a cool line it's like um outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits so let's say your weight like your body weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits your your bank account your bank account number your finances are a lagging measure of your spending habits like whatever yeah. whatever metric you're looking at it's it, it's it's not it's not the it's not the figure that you should be focusing on you should be looking at okay well this is here because i've made all of these decisions and choices and maybe habitual choices throughout the week throughout the month throughout the year that's why i'm here it's not because of one bad day or one good day it's it's an aggregate absolutely yeah yeah i'm just thinking of my own spending there i know we all do it but yeah spending there yeah it's a small when i go through my bank account it's still small little shop expenditures as in like convenience shops i'm working on the go so i'm constantly going from shop to shop to shop and yeah man it is scary four euros that's all they are little quick four euros five euros oh good god i'd be scared to add up like six months worth of little convenience shop um spend how much is a box of <laughs> I don't know, but it's not until forty days ago. Anyway. I want no, you to um, fucking just come back and go. I'm not a smoker, Kev. I don't have a fucking. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. Them small little spending habits. There, if, I, if if that was something I could alter, that'd be my goal of of getting more money. Would be a lot, lot more improved. Like anyway, sorry. Yeah. I thought um, it was cool as well how the book would like nearly scientifically break down how a habit is formed and how you can nearly break the habit. So like there was like from memory it's like four different uh like parts to any habit so you have a cue Mm -hmm. you get a craving you make a response to that craving and then you get a reward and like the important thing is like even for your bad habits like they're not just bad Mm -hmm. habits you're getting some sort of a reward or at least you think it's a reward out of any of these bad habits and your good habits but it's really important to be able to see okay what what was the cue that made you crave the reward and then what was the action that you take and once you nearly understand that for nearly any habit you can um you can essentially make it more difficult to do if it's a habit that you you want to get further and further away from or you can make it much easier to do if it's something that you want to do on a regular basis like let's say um yeah let's say like Typical person, if they have a television, they have a couch pointed at the television. Like most furniture in most rooms is pointed at televisions. So if you come in after a hard day's work, you come in, it's like six or seven o'clock in the evening. Uh, the queue is you're home from work and you open the door to the sitting room or the TV room. The craving or the queue is you nearly see the television. The craving is, ah, oh, fuck it. I remember I watched that show yesterday. That'd be good. You know, so you know the reward. 
the response is nearly automatic. You go in, you sit down, you turn on the TV, and then the next two or three hours is gone from like just mindlessly watching. But it's something that you've you've set it up to perfectly work every day. It's yeah. just something that maybe yeah. you don't necessarily want to do every day. And so yeah. he talks about simple things like, uh, and like they might sound extreme to some people, but like, imagine this, don't point your couch at your television. <laughs> so you yeah, have yeah. to go in and you have to move the couch. At least it's one barrier to the automatic response. Yes. And then he talks about yes. more extreme things where it's like, okay, take the batteries out of the remote. Again, if there's mm-hmm. something that you really want to watch and you're willing to invest putting batteries into the remote and turning the couch, fine, watch the fucking thing. But what's brilliant about the book is it just makes you see little things that you think are so automatic, but once you're able to break them down, it's like, why do I do these things every single day? You can get a much better sense of nearly how to counteract it or, again, if there's things... Interrupt that, us. Exactly, yeah. Dis- disrupt the bad behavior, but also if there's anything that you want to do that's positive to be able to simply um, build that up from these four steps. It's really, really fascinating. Like. I loved one right actually, yeah. I remember, again, remembering the book, but I do remember one good one that I've actually uh, used was you want to take up a new habit, even if it's just eating something in the morning before you go to work. Maybe you're not in the habit of eating something in the morning. You want to instill that. And I, I, that was for me. That's, that's what I wanted to do. So bought some nice cereal and often... You just leave the cereal in the cupboard and you wake up some morning, ah, whatever, and you forget about it. You just won't even think about it. You just go off to work. So get that cereal, put it on the table. And that's where you leave the cereal now. So you're going to, I'll always come into the kitchen to get a glass of water. I see the cereal now, as opposed to the cereal being behind in the cupboard and I can't see it. Now I see it. And I'm like, oh, will I have it? Oh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted a bowl of cereal. That's what I want to do. Like, you know, so just I remember he mentions that. It was something so simple and I've used it. I'm like, that's, that's cool. So again, just really, really simple. And yeah, he goes through habit building and I've never seen it broke down so scientifically and made so much sense, I suppose. Um, great book. Really, really good book. It's only five hours on, on an audio book, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good like little. such a small book, but just there was real, I don't know as well. It's like maybe like power. Now you read it. You got dramatic stuff out of it. Mm. When I listen to this, it's just simple little things where you're like, yeah. that makes so much sense to me. Like another crucial one for me was um, like most people write down their goals and that's what they have. And they'll focus on the goals and six months time, they've made no progress towards the goals. Like he reframes that, that perspective where it's like, it like, Goals are nice to have. Like, it's nice to know where you're eventually going. But he he talks about how it's far more important that you have processes and systems in place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's say say if if your goal is to run a marathon at the end of next year, that goal is absolutely useless unless you have a training plan built in for the next 12 weeks. And you're like, let's say you have to train three times a week. That's what you're focusing on. Making sure that you get those three training sessions in and not, not, not having a bad week, not having a bad couple of weeks where you skip everything and then trying to nearly (coughs) rush into it. It's, it's all process. Like it's, it's just a much better way. And it's a much healthier way as well to look at things because like, especially with something like running, um, 
running that marathon is one day and what how long how long will that happiness or satisfaction last like becoming a runner is what he talks about and like actually identity change which is like so important like just to tie it back to like that's why so many people fail with smoking like it's their identity is still linked to somebody who smokes rather than somebody yes. who doesn't or somebody who is now a runner in this case yeah yes yeah yeah i can see that yeah um yeah I suppose it's about yeah again like you said there yeah the marathon that's your goal that's your successful moment you know set up 12 mini little goals before that and you know celebrate them little wins along the process as well I suppose I saw I know I think again is that the book or no was it whatever book um so what instills habits what's the most common kind of thing that helps you instill like a good habit and uh success I mean, getting the taste of success along the journey to get to that end goal. Like, so again, you want to put on 30 kilos uh, uh, or whatever, 10 <laughs> kilos of muscle you want to put on. I know, yeah. You want to put on muscle, like, but you're like, even if you're on a kilo of muscle, you're not going to, you need to be able to see your, the, 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 the progress and feel the, go, all right, all right, this is, this is what I'm doing because I can see it. If you can't see the, so again, like getting to that, that marathon, that's the end goal anything but that is failure like but no no man you, you just you weren't running there two weeks ago now you're doing 5k like acknowledge that and celebrate that like oh you're running 5k here now like you couldn't run that there a week ago like yeah just, i think uh, it's nearly the idea like what you're trying to say is enjoy the process like it's like let's say with, with anything like if if you're comparing it to climbing a mountain you'll be at the peak of that mountain for a second and then yeah, you'll be coming down yeah. again like if that's your only high point that you're focusing on so the satisfaction yes. will be intense, but short lived. Whereas yeah. if you can enjoy putting one foot in front of another, slowly climbing that mountain, it's, it's a much yeah. more healthier and sustainable way to, to build these types of habits. And try and smell the flowers along the way, you know, as in try and enjoy it, you know, kind of enjoy it as well. Again, like again, the end goal, the end goal, the end goal, try and enjoy the, the process of it as well. Like, you know, can I ask, man, yeah. like, I mentioned running. Um, you used to be a big fucking runner. And for a while this year, you were telling me, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop once I give up the cigarettes. Cigarettes are giving up. How's the running going? I've run once. <laughs> it was last week. Um, once in 2020? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last year was this... A low, a ton of running. Never ran so much in my life last year. Yeah, you did like year. a like a mountain marathon last year. Yeah, I think last year we did. You and me did a ten k and three half marathons, and then I did a marathon towards the latter end of the year. Then like yeah, um, and you know this year I haven't run at all. I jumped back on the cigarettes, and I had in my head in oh, sure, if I'm smoking cigarettes, you can't run. End of. So stop, like, you know, all right, I give up cigarettes and I'll start running again. That just kind of went on for a little while. And then even when I did go off them for a while, it was like, oh, but I'm not off them long enough. I need to be off them. Excuses, really. Like, like I, I have a thing like, oh, it's not healthy to run in straight after smoking cigarettes. I played, I read that line somewhere in some random book years ago and it has stuck with me now. Big like, tobacco propaganda. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, anyway, yeah, I ran last week. And two and a half k, so it was like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or something like that. I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, try and get another one in this week and uh, slowly build up the process. I want a healthy approach to it this time. The other times, not saying it wasn't healthy, but I did just tear into it. I did go from like 
I had no intentions in him that marathon. And I listened to a book and your man motivated me. He was like, get out there and sign up now. I was like, okay, boom, <laughs> two weeks time, I'm, signed, I'm doing a marathon. It's like no training for us. But, um, well, I did. I had the three half marathons. There, that in itself was was the training for it. Like, um, yeah. Um, why, 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 why are we talking about this? We're talking about running. You brought it up. You asked me something about running. Um, we- I, I suppose the reason the reason that I brought it up is we had this big chat about like personal development and like we've looked at all these books, but like how are we actually trying to implement it? And like, there's certain things in these books where, like, let's say the power of now you're trying to get out of the past you're trying to get out of the future you're trying to get more into the moment and like a lot of personal development books talk about how how to improve your mental health how to deal with anxiety like cardio and running is one of the best things that i've found for maintaining mental health for significantly reducing anxiety like if you go Mm -hmm. for a run a couple of times a week everything is easier Mm -hmm. you're less reactive you read less into situations you see things a little bit more for what it is you're just a nicer person because you get that excess energy out of you you couldn't have summed that up better okay them them last few lines there that's exactly the after feeling of running just yeah not giving a feck about the little stuff just going oh whatever just that's I can't be dealing with that now. I'm tired here. Like my body's tired. Like that's that's just so pointless and worthless. Like, um, I think as well. It like for me anyway. Like if I if I get a quick run in the morning, uh, it's that momentum you get from that little bit of a difficult decision first thing in the morning, where you're like, ah, I I didn't just pussy out there and stay in bed. I got up, put on the shoes, went out. For, it doesn't have to be a fucking marathon, a little run around the park. But it, yeah. it builds that momentum throughout the day where you're like, you can take things on a little bit more positively and face things head on rather than being that maybe that bit more reactive. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it completely does. Yeah, I can see definitely that a lot of that in me there. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to keep on coming back to the word success. But again, just seeing you there, like you, you go for that run in the morning. You, again you've had a successful morning you've had a you set yourself out and you're successful so again you're just you're it's you're attracting more success than or you're more you're, you're, you're up in your confidence you're up in your motivation levels like again just with my running like at the start i could not run i tried to run 5k like i can't do that without stopping i cannot do that the day i did it I was always able to do it then like and it wasn't as if that at all because i built up so much cardio work and that's why i got to it it wasn't really i don't think it was more like the belief and just the the the, the experience of success i was like i remember being i remember texting you going kev i did it 5k I didn't stop and i was like celebrating i was like that's successful it just again it just um it kept me going then further i wanted more than yeah you know i wanted more and more i wanted the 10k mark i wanted the half marathon and it's like with something as simple as that like becoming somebody who can run five kilometers like you had a story in your head that you 100% believed and you didn't have any evidence to the contrary that would nearly yes. break that limiting belief in a sense but once you do it yes. and it's that like that's that's the thing as well with running that's so fascinating in terms of a confidence builder like if if you have the physical capacity to run there's something very rewarding about 
closing the door and going, okay, I'm going to try and run 10 kilometers today and getting to that point of 10 kilometers because it's, it's a tangible distance and thinking like, yes. wow, I, I stepped out. I wanted to do it. It's done. And it's, it's nearly like, uh, it's, it's nearly a, a repetitive confidence builder because it's something that you can try to do consistently. But the thing with running and the thing with any fucking thing as well, man, like running is just the perfect example. Like running is easy when you're running, trying, like if you take an extended break from running, all of that falls to shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's the same. Definitely. It's it's a great metaphor for life as well. Like I like, yeah. What I've definitely realized this year is like, consistency. Like, consistency is key. Consist like simple consistency, easy consistency, manageable consistency is key. Like, what seems to happen to me, like one of, I think one of my nearly flaws is that, I'll set myself nearly an over realistic amount of stuff to do. And I won't reach those expectations. And then I feel terrible about it. But they're all self-imposed expectations. You know what I mean? If you, if you, if you had them halved and hit them all in, like, you'd be a different person. Probably. You'd be a completely different mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I might do, let's say, 40% or 50% of the stuff that I set myself. Which, like, <laughs> in a realistic frame of mind, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's fine. That's gotcha. enough. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. nearly this... I don't know it's it's like a mental thing where I have where I always want to do that little bit more and it's something that I'm trying mm-hmm. to work on a lot like so like this month I'm just trying to be consistent every day with little little things yeah are you you enjoying the chase of it is this or are you kind of like you enjoying the the you're chasing them goals is this or I don't know I, I, had, I had a different point there now it hasn't really come out <laughs> I'm going to say something <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no but you know yeah I suppose yeah you're kind of like do you, do you always want something to be chasing something like do you always do you always kind of need something to be um yeah does that I keep do, you kind of content maybe like again it's kind of it's something that I'm learning a little bit more where it's like I would have been very goal oriented for a long time but then actually trying to delve into why why am I goal oriented or what what is it about chasing goals mm-hmm. and like trying to get that sense of accomplishment that that builds self-worth and it's like i don't know it mm-hmm. probably comes from nearly like a low self-worth where you think unless i'm being productive and unless i'm doing things and unless people see me as a doer and not somebody who's lazy that's where i get that sense of self-worth and that's something that i've probably tried to work on more in the last couple of years where it's like I am enough in a sense and whether I do achieve certain things or whether I don't, I still have worth and I still have self-worth. And like the thing is like any, any external achievements, whatever they are, they can be taken away and like your capacity to do those things can be taken away. And then what do you do that day? If that's all you've been doing for the last decade, just trying to go after these things like building your self-worth with these extrinsic things is it's uh it's like building a house on quicksand man fucking <laughs> the rest of the bottom <laughs> yeah um nice man it's been great talking about like personal development and these books that we've read and 
books that have had a genuine impact on us but like i just i think it's so important as well like reading these books and understanding these books there's such a gap between understanding and implementing like with any personal development book there's going to be one or two wisdoms of no like like nuggets of wisdom it, it i think it's so vital that if you read something and intrinsically it, it makes sense to you you're like wow like that really yeah. kind of speaks to me i think it's so vital to to really like try to implement it in your life it's nearly like it's like yeah it's like knowing something and not doing it is the same as not knowing it yeah does that make sense oh yeah it does indeed kev absolutely man um yeah yeah do you know what i i absolutely like of all the little self-help books i've listened to like yeah i've only just got maybe like yeah one or two nuggets out of them that's kind of stuck with me like i've never do you know like out of all the whole book you'd read i, I might only again a few weeks later i suddenly remember one or two little nuggets but I suppose they're the ones that stick with me. They're the kind of important ones, maybe a lot of the time. They're the ones that really relate with me the most, that kind of make the most sense of me and I kind of take them with them. But uh, again, you do always, yeah, you always mention that to me, but you always say, I implement what you're reading. <laughs> it is like, it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair one. Like, <clears throat> And fuck all that. I have to thank you for your time tonight because I know this is something that, like, you haven't done one of these in God knows how long like pretty much before COVID-19 was something we took seriously. So <laughs> fair play for having the balls to sit down and do one of these because they're not easy. Like, thank you so much. Kev, okay, I look forward to the next one. Thanks for inviting me, man. Um, appreciate it. Peace. Peace.